Nice. Yeah. I mean, the coaching business is just starting to grow, but for those who don't know about you and your business, can you just tell us a little about a little bit about what you guys do? Um, uh, You know, I'm going to challenge your audience, those who are alive now and those who may be seeing this on a replay. But before I start and introduce myself, I want, I kind of want to make a little challenge to everyone out there. And if you have a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen, I want you to take some time, take 10 seconds and write down a word that best describes you. So take about 10 seconds and and let's say we were going to meet for the first time and I said, give me one word that best describes you. I want you to write down that word. I like it. Right, Challenge. Cool. Okay. I'll put that word aside. We'll get back to it before I, before I call it a good night tonight. I'll, I'll get back to you and everyone on that word. But um, listen, my name is Armando J. Hung. I am the... Um, president and follower of uh, AJHU Perspective Coaching. I am a certified professional life coach, life strategist, and speaker. Who am I? I'm a lover of life. I think that my purpose is to make sure that everyone embraces the beautiful gift of life, that they see that all dreams can come true, and that there is nothing that can stop you from living the life of your dreams. I'm also a husband, a father, a son, and a best friend. And through my years of in corporate America, as well as also as an entrepreneur, I've really connected not only with myself, but I've also seen the value that we all bring and the purpose that we all bring. Four years ago, I uh, became a certified professional life coach. I started my own business, AJH New Perspective Coaching, all at the beautiful age of 55. There's nothing that can stop you. So um, it's an honor to be here, Zach. I know I've met you for you know for for a while now, and I know you're you're pursuing your passion and your dreams, and and that that brings a smile to my to to me, because it allows me to see young entrepreneurs who are willing to make a difference but also follow in their footsteps. Yeah, that was a, that was a beautiful entry. It's a lot of stuff to unpack there, but yeah, it's, I'm curious, how did you get into coaching? I know we had talked a little bit when I was working with you as a coworker about spirituality, self-development. It sounds like it's always been a passion for you, but what made you take the jump into, you know, starting your own company? You know, early on in life, I've I've always been doing some consulting work, even 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 if I didn't even have the title. Um, I graduated I graduated from Rutgers, go RU. I graduated from Rutgers with a, a teaching degree. I became a certified teacher for the state of New Jersey. I'm in New Jersey, and um, you know, teaching was always my passion. And I was a teacher for six years, and um, but I also had minored in um, marketing. And after about six years, I decided it was time for a career change. And I went into uh, work for another company. And during my time there, I moved up the ladder. But every time that I would get a new position, it was always training and developing and training and developing and also looking at ways to grow the company as well as growing yourself. So fast forward to four years ago. Um, as you start to look at your second career and your second part in life, I came across uh, life coaching 
in a magazine. Actually, it was in Fortune. It was in a Fortune magazine. And they were talking about how life coaching was starting to grow and how um, many of the uh, millennials and generations, uh, Generation X and Y, were actually using a lot of life coaching now. Also talked a little bit about baby boomers. I am a baby boomer and how the importance of um, of life coaching was that was for them, uh, especially for those boomers who were coming out of the workforce and were now retiring and really didn't have an outlook on what to do or what to keep them, how to keep themselves busy. So did a little bit of research on it and really signed up. And um, I went to an accredited accredited school um, out here in New Jersey. That's also, they have campuses across the country, but really loved it. And that's really what I've done throughout my career. I've always been teaching. I've always been training. I've always been developing. And that was my pivot on when I said, you know what, I can now give back because as a spirit, and we talk about spirituality, because of my faith and, and the strong faith that I have, um, one of my, my visions is pay it forward. And I've been blessed throughout my career, you know, great family, great career, great opportunities. And I want my legacy to continue by, by paying it forward. So I work with, I work with uh, clients one-on-one. -on -one. I also work with small companies. I also work with larger companies, less than a hundred employees. But in that I work with people to have them identify their passion, their strengths. Cause we start in the beginning, we start in the present and we work toward the future. I really don't spend a lot of time in the past because the past is the past. So let's start at the at the starting gate and let's move toward the future. And a lot of it is done with energy. And uh, I'm an energy leadership coach. And, and one of the things that I do is, is I monitor people's energies. There's seven levels of energies that I work with my clients on. And we try to identify where they are at that moment. But it doesn't stop from that passion and that vision. So, and I can get a little bit more into that as we go into um, our talk. Yeah, but that's me. That's um, me. Um, so I'm always moving. I'm always I'm always doing something to grow myself, but also to grow people. Yeah. So there, I have a lot of questions about you know yeah. what you just said. But first, the seven different levels of energy is that similar to like chakras? Mm -mm. No, no, there's um, it, it's pretty, pretty straightforward. You'll find it in, in many textbooks. There's there's two there's seven different levels of energy. There's the catabolic energy and the anabolic energy. The catabolic energy is that negative energy, that energy where you'll sit there and say, well, you know, this is the this is the hand I was dealt. I might as well live with it. You know, I can't get a new I can't get that promotion I wanted. I can't move ahead. Um, woes me. There's always a black cloud over my head. Right. And people tend to accept that. Then you move into the anabolic energies, which are the different levels, which actually moves you toward your vision, your goals. So I meet, I meet a lot of people who say, hey, I want to really pursue a career in engineering. And that's great. 
But when you start at the beginning and we say, okay, where are we today? They're somewhere down in, in that level one and in that catabolic energy area. So nothing goes, nothing gets put on hold. But if you don't embrace your, your passion and your vision and you don't see yourself pursuing it and succeeding, it's only talk. So a lot of times when I sit down with my clients, the first thing we do is we do an assessment and, it, and it's a pretty easy assessment. And it just measures where they really are. And really, is this where you want to go? Is this really where you're starting? So it's it really not around the chakras. It's really more around the psychological feelings. We don't, we don't, I don't coach the issue. I coach the person, right? Because the issue is, is the result of the person's feelings. So in conversations, I'll say, so how, how you know, like I, I would say to you, let's say, hey, um, Armando, I'm thinking of making a career change. And I would say, great. What's that career change? And you would say, hey, and I know you're in real estate. Hey, I think I'm going to be moving and I'm going to be going into real estate. Great. What's that look like? Well, you know, um, it's a great opportunity for me. It'll open up some doors, um, but it also gives me some flexibility. Okay, like what? What do you mean by flexibility? So you're answering your own questions, but what I'm doing is helping and guiding you down that path to that decision you're making. And sometimes they get stuck. And that's what we want. That's the aha, aha moment when they realize, hey, aha, maybe this isn't the way I want to go. And this is, and we're talking careers. Sometimes it could be relationships, could be other areas, but it's really to sit back and say, okay, where are you? Where are you today and where do you want to go? Yeah, there are so many good things to unpack there, but it's interesting talking to you about that because when I first met you back in August of 2020, when I started in our market, mm -hmm. I was very in a, a catabolic mindset. The woe is me kicking a rock down the street type mentality. Um, but over the year that progressed, it kind of transformed itself into catabolic. But one thing I will say is that it's incredibly gradual. You know, it, it definitely was not overnight. Um, so I'm curious. It sounds like, you know, you're digging, you're asking why you're continuing to pull back layers of an onion, essentially. Yeah. So what is the most difficult part of your job when it comes to asking questions is just asking the right questions. It, well, that helps, but it's knowing the person and being patient because look, it's not easy to talk about yourself. It's really even harder to talk about yourself when there are opportunities. Some call it problems. I don't use the word problems. Problems already has a negative tone to it, but it's really difficult for people to talk about themselves when there is a problem or an opportunity that they may not have a good handle on. So for me as a coach, I'm very patient and I will. There's been times when I've, I've worked with a client and there's been silence for a few minutes. Right. But we know by the body language, by the way they're doing that, they're thinking, right? And you you always want to work with them. Hey, if this isn't a good time, 
to answer that question, I totally understand. Or, hey, how would you phrase that question that I just asked you if you wanted to work, right? Um, is it something that you may want to revisit later, right? Because it's the person who wants to move forward. I'm there as to help navigate. So many times, to, to go back to your original question, it's, it's being patient and also making sure that their responses is driving them to where they want to be because they've set the goal. They've set the vision. Now, there are times when they may not know what they want to do or what they want to pursue. And then we stay in the present. We won't go toward the future. We'll stay in the present and say, well, let's talk about today. Let's talk about Zach. So tell me, tell me something about you, Zach. Right? I call it the elevator ride, the elevator pitch. Hey, we're going to take a 30-second elevator ride. Tell me a little bit about yourself, just like I introduced myself to you and to your audience. Right? You can tell me where you live, what you drive, what you wear, what's your favorite sports team, but you're not really telling me who you are. So sometimes we need to take a step back, like you say, peel that onion and say, well, really, who are you? Who is Zach? Right? That sometimes be, is the starting point. That's what right. I enjoy. That's what I really enjoy. For me, when I see a client or clients, if I'm working with a company, move that needle forward, it brings, it, it warms my heart because I see that they're actually trying to make a change because change is good. Change yeah. is always good. Change is definitely good. And I'm curious, what would you say the difference between you and a therapist might be? Because a lot of the people that I follow, especially in the real estate space, real estate investing space, they have coaches. And a lot of them say it's kind of like a therapist. And, you know, I see a therapist and it helps me with my performance at work and outside of work. So I'm curious what the difference would be from me. For me, you know, and I and I acknowledge everyone in the medical field, therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists, all those. I, I really respect that industry and I really respect the work they've done. Um, the way that I explain it without really getting too technical is therapists tend to go into the past to really see what brought you to where you are today. And what they did and what what needs to happen sometimes is that they they may dig up some feelings that you don't want to be dug up. OK. When there's work to be done and I call it good work, the quicker we start to get your mindset around that vision, that goal, the better it is for for the client or for the person. Yes, we may have to go in the past to pick up something and bring it to the present. But I, I that's what I really see a lot is that you may you may hang around that back and you may hang around in the past too much, which for many of them is needed. But sometimes for me is I want to start in the present. So if you said to me, Hey, I'm looking at a career change and my career change is, is going to lead me toward another state and another 
field altogether. And I really need that um, assistance. That's where we're starting. So tell me about tell me about your career change. Tell me about it. Where are you going? What's it about? Where are you going to go? Who are you going to work for? What's it going to look like the first month? What's it going to look like after five months? What's it going to look after after a year? These are questions you don't have, but it's going to start to make make you think. It's going to start to really get the, those that energy level up so you can actually then pursue it. Now, sometimes your vision today may not be your vision a month from now, and that's okay. We change it. That's the beauty of it is you make a plan, you work a plan, you revise a plan, repeat, right? Because things happen. Life gets in the way. Oppor new opportunities may come into play. It's not, okay, this is what I signed up for. I have to go finish it. No. Yeah, I've experienced that quite a bit recently, especially. Right. Like, for example, I was supposed to run a marathon this weekend. Uh, it was canceled. But long story short, there's been many times in my life where I set out to accomplish something, whatever the case may be. Like back in February of 2021, when I was still at Altria, I wanted to move to New York. I started making plans for it. And then I abandoned that plan. And it's tough not to feel, you know, guilty about adapting a strategy. So just kind of rolling with it, being positive is something that I struggled with for sure. And and you feel, and then your energy levels drop because you're like, oh, I didn't achieve that goal. Some may go as far as saying I failed, but you really didn't because look what it did for you. It opened up opportunities to pursue something that you wanted or might've come across. And you had the opportunity to now go and pursue it. So if in a short period of time you decide that maybe the career you're in is not really where you want to be, that's okay. Because this was a stepping stone that led you to your next endeavor or to your next relationship or to your next goal. So it's always opportunities and changes in mind mindset that gets clients and people moving forward. That's why I'm always telling people, move forward, move forward, move forward. Don't stay stagnant because if you stay stagnant, things are going to, are going to pass you by and you're going to lose focus. You're not going to burn out. You're going to lose focus. So I, I'm always connecting with, with clients of mine, clients who I've worked with, if I don't see them active in social media or if I don't see them really reaching out, I'll call them. I just reached out to a, to a friend of mine the other day. I've seen him really quiet lately. And, and I went right at him. I, I sent him a text and I said, hey, you've been quiet. Everything okay? Simple as that. And he responded saying, I put too much on my plate. I'm getting flashbacks to Altria when uh, Gina and I wouldn't speak up in meetings and we get texts from you like, hey, you guys are being quiet. I get flashbacks right now. You know why? Because you have something to say, right? Everyone has 
an investment. You're invested. You're invested in this. So everything is investment, invested. Speak up. And if it's not, that's okay. Move on. Right? So, you know, we look at things like like you what you've just said is saying, okay, if I don't fit in or this is not for me, why am I putting myself through this? Now, many people do that in companies. I work with a lot of clients who've said, hey, I'm, I've been here this long. I might as well stick it out. Well, why do you want to put yourself through that pain? Well, I can speak on my own behalf. For me, it was retaining a signing bonus because as a new hire in corporate America, you get a taste of the golden handcuffs. So I was not handing that signing bonus back. Again, you know, that was, that was a decision you made. And that's a decision that everyone would, would honor it, right? You, I respect it. I respect it. I mean, first I've heard of it, but I respect it. But there are other people who said, hey, you know what? I've been in this position for 20-something years, haven't, haven't received a promotion, haven't received anything. Um, I'm really in a toxic environment in my employer. And my question to them is, sorry to hear that. Why have you put yourself through that? Notice I'm not talking about the toxic environment or the employer. I'm talking now to the individual to say, explain to me why you have suppressed your feelings to put yourself through this. Don't want to hear about company ABC. Don't want to hear about a, you know anything like that. I want to talk about you. Why have you put yourself through this? And how has that impacted your life? Well, let me because ask you a question. What a coach does. Yes. Yeah. Right. Let me ask you a question. It's, uh, it's one thing I've noticed in the path of spirituality. First, I read The Secret, um, which mm -hmm. is kind of like the entry point to the law of attraction. Dove mm -hmm. deeper into Dr. Joe Dispenza. And the common theme I've noticed in my life and in these books is that all opportunities or obstacles arise from ourselves. You never need to look outwards to solve a problem. It's always look inwards. So I'm curious right. what you take on that. It, you're absolutely right. Everything starts within. Everything is within us. Everything that happens to us, every opportunity that, that, that arises is from our, from our, from our conscious mind. But the beauty of it is, and this is where my spirituality comes in, you never, you never are told no, okay? One of the biggest lessons my father taught me was that no is not an option. And that's something that I still carry today, and I've been able to share that with my, with my daughters and, and my family and even with, with people like yourself. No is not an option. And in the spirituality world, with me, with, with you know, my, my Lord and Savior, he never says no. He'll say yes or not yet. But never no. So when opportunities arise, it's because the time is now. The time isn't when you want it. It's when he wants it or when you're in that position think back on your career and think about could you be where you are today 
five years ago, three years ago, six months. Well, you've been there a little bit over six months. So, but think about it. Where you are today, could you have been there a couple years back? No. Friends of mine say to me, what took you so long to be a coach? The time wasn't right. Oh, this is in your blood. Yep, it is. But it wasn't ready to come out and start my business and my, my entrepreneurship until four years ago. Now, during all that time, like I shared earlier, yes, I was teaching, I was consulting, I was training, I was developing. But I was training and developing myself as well as others to get to the point of where I am today. Because, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's a full-time job. <laughs> and then yeah. some. So imagine yeah. someone who has a day career and then a secondary career. And then also the skills that go with it. Because not just that, not, a, not only am I a coach, I'm also a speaker. So there are times when I'm not coaching, I'm speaking. There are times when I may have to do both. There are times when I'm on when I'm on uh, podcasts like this. So it gives you that opportunity and flexibility. I say, I sit here now and sometimes in my office and I'll say, could I be doing what I'm doing now 10 years ago? No, because I didn't know what, what it is to run a business. I didn't know how, how important it was to sell yourself and market. Yeah. It's great when the phone rings and it's a coworker who wants to talk to you. Because that's that's great, because you, you're giving back. But now, when you say you want to touch more people, you want to help more people, then it's something that um, that takes time. But it also opens up a lot of avenues of things you want to do. Okay, one of one of my I can share with you one of my 2022 goals is I'm actually going to start a podcast similar to yours. But another thing is, and we talk about giving back is. I'm actually going to set up a scholarship fund through AJH Coaching to help um, underprivileged kids um, through education. And at this moment right now, I, I think I'm going to be working this in the state of New Jersey and the state of Florida. So I've made some contacts in both states to set up this scholarship fund to help you know, kids pursue their dreams of going to universities. That's beautiful, man. I'm way happy to hear that. Back. Way of giving it back. Yeah. Yeah, it's everything you're saying. There's so much to unpack. So I got to like pick stuff to jump off of. But one thing I'm learning as a new entrepreneur is you have to be a fisherman, if you will. You have to be a hunter. You need to essentially, you only eat what you kill. You got to find clients. You got to go out there and you make it for yourself. So what are the ways that you go about getting clients? So what I do a lot is your inner circle is important. Your inner circle is important um, because that's how you not only sell your business, but that's also you hear about the different trends. You, you connect with people who you may end up working with. So when you identify your niche, okay, what is your purpose? Who do you want to work with? That's who you hone into. Now you go out and you start working with your inner circle. Hey, I'm looking 
at working with individuals who fit this type of need. Then you start to connect with organizations. Okay, so for me, um, my niche is working with millennials and baby boomers who are um, at the crossroads of their of a, of, a, of their lives or crossroads in their careers who need some additional guidance. So when we talk with with millennials, many millennials now they're in the workforce, they've been in the workforce for many years. They want to pursue a different career path or they want to pursue promotability within their current companies. I work with them and saying, okay, what are the steps needed? Well, I don't know. Well, great. That's your first homework assignment. Go find out, right? And, and, it, and it sounds kind of easy, but it's hard because sometimes they may not know what are the steps for promotability? What are the steps to move into a new career path? With baby boomers, a lot of them are are coming out of the workforce or, or are ready to leave the workforce. And you, I say to them, so what are you going to do when you retire? Nothing. I'm going to sit outside, drink lemonade, and enjoy retirement. Well, it's great to hear, but I can tell you as a baby boomer myself, it'll last a cup of coffee. Okay. So you need to keep busy. Even if you don't have to go back into the workforce, you can just do something that you might've wanted to do that you never get it. You never, you didn't get a chance to do during your career. So your inner circle is important because they're the ones who can lead you to those individuals or corporations or companies. Clients, clients are helpful too because they can also use you as a reference, okay? I always keep my client base close to me because they're an extension of me. They've worked with me. They've given me the, the, um, the referrals. They've given me the feedback. The others is to connect with organizations that have those individuals as, as members. So, for me, I, I, I deal with a lot of um, student groups at, at local universities, right? Uh, I deal with um, Kiwanis clubs here in New Jersey, Lions clubs here in New Jersey, veteran clubs here in New Jersey, and then just word of mouth, right? I mean, I'm out there, and if I see someone and I hey, how are we doing? So... Um, like you said, you're a fisherman, so you're always got to be out there casting and casting and letting people know or, or doing platforms like this, right? Um, I, I, I write to small businesses. Hey, you're 2022. How's your team? Right. And then looking for ways to expand. Um, one thing I didn't mention earlier, but I did um, last year, I got certified through Cornell University. So I now have a certification in inclusion and diversity and equity. So that is another thing that I've added to my resume now, because 
Inclusion, diversity, and equity is in every part of our lives. So I now incorporate those learnings into my coaching one-on-one -on -one, as well as companies. So that just gives me another avenue to, to pursue. So I know it's a little long-winded, but yes, you got to keep just talking to people every day. I make it a point to at least connect with three people a day in my inner circle. So, hey, what's going on? What are you working on? And then they'll respond, what are you working on? You know, a friend of mine, a, a fellow coach is writing a book. He just wrote yesterday, he, he wrote something that he's looking for people to interview. And it's around corporate America. And I just signed up. So I'll be meeting with him on Saturday. We're going to have a 30-minute Zoom because he wants to pursue a little bit more about ID&E. So you're always looking for opportunities. Yeah, no, that's a great answer. It's it's very similar to real estate in that way. It's, I mean, your wife is a realtor, I remember you said. So it's kind of like reaching out to your sphere of influence, your inner circle, getting referrals from there. And I think, uh, I'm not sure if you've ever considered it, but TikTok might be a great avenue for you. Yeah, I've, I've thought of it. I've thought of it. Um, I, I need that. That's one of my opportunities this year is a little bit more social media. That's why I want to do the podcast. I, I do Facebook. I do have a Facebook page. I also have a, a website. But uh, yeah, TikTok can also be an opportunity uh, for me. But, you know, I enjoy the balance that I have now. And, and that's that's another avenue. Work-life balance or life balance. Um, I am the master when it comes to life balance, because again, everything can get achieved when you have the right mindset. So when I talk to fellow coaches or, or people, friends of mine, they're like, my God, you're always working. I'm like, no, I'm not. This is not work because I'm enjoying this, right? I'm, I'm, this is my passion. This is my calling. This is, this is my purpose. This has been my purpose, right? Um, do I take a lot of time to prep? Absolutely. But at the end, you sit back and you're like, yes, we moved forward. And I don't take out a tape measure and see how far we move forward. I can tell, right? When I set up my clients, I'll give you an example, right? I usually, in the first three sessions, it's me doing the poking. There is no better payment when you get on a call virtually or, or in person and the client takes the lead. Let me tell you about this week. Let me tell you what I did. Let me tell you about this. Let me tell you how I'm feeling. Let me tell you. And you just sit there and you see that energy meter just go this way. And that's when I can sit back and say, it's working. The relationship, it's working. That's when I can tell that things are going in the right direction. It doesn't happen all the time. But it does happen most of the time for me because that's how I do that. I set it up. So you have to be in it. You have to be in it. And if you're not in it, I'll go. Time out. All right. What's going on? I had a rough day today. Really young. My mind's not into it. Not a problem. We'll reconvene next week.
No, 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 let's talk. If you're not in it, I don't want to continue. Yeah. You know, so it goes back to that patience before, right? Um, Because it's difficult, you know, it's difficult and it's painful. It's a lot of pain and a lot of pain and and a lot of uh, negative emotions for many people. Companies are a little different because companies tend to now, especially small companies, they have a vision and it's around their their product, but it's also around morale. And, and we know we talk a lot about morale, right? That that um, inclusion, diversity and equity comes into play, too, because it's a team and everyone's got to be everyone has a part of the team. And that's that's where I see most of the opportunities is that many don't see their value as a team member and that's what we try to talk about is saying okay let's put the value let's put the team aside and say why do you feel that way give me examples tell me why you feel that way and that once we uncover that then we kind of say okay how do we change that mindset with companies it it now includes more people to be involved in that changing of the mindset and usually that culture is more than one person feeling it. Yeah, it's pain is the best motivator. I've mm-hmm. noticed in my life, it's mm-hmm. pain is a good thing. I mean, pain is necessary to get from point A to point B. But you mentioned earlier, 2022, you have goals for yourself, your business, I'm sure with Altria as well. What is one goal you have within your coaching company in terms of clients, whether it's quantity or quality? It's it's the quality. Um, like I said, I'm going to dive into more into the inclusion, diversity and equity piece, um, because that is a much hot topic right now in corporate America. And I know that um, the information, the learnings, as well as also what I've what I've uh, experienced, I can make a difference. Also, when I connect with small companies, they don't have you know, um, IDE departments, right? They're basically like, what? Yeah, yeah, inclusion, diversity. Yeah, yeah, sure. If there's a problem, they come into my office. No, that's old school, right? Yeah. So if you're working with large corporate America, yeah, the most of them have IDE. But when you're working with small companies, you know, anywhere from 30 to 50 employees, they don't really have much there. So a lot of times what I would do is I would, I would just go and talk to them about, Hey, how's the culture? You know, what, how are we moving forward? What's, what the demographic, because you got to look at diversity and demographics and and you got to look at the market. So um, definitely the, the, um, my, my uh, diversity, equity and inclusion piece um, the scholarship, I definitely want to get the scholarship up and running um, by hopefully the summer, um, because I'm going to be dealing with two states. It's it, I got to set it up. I can't be setting it up. In the, I got to set it up individually right now, but, but I also want to make sure that when I do set it up, I'm up and running. Um, I have enough connections here in New Jersey, but in Florida, I'm making phone calls and, and stuff like that. So um and then you know continue to continue to make a difference zach i mean that's the important thing and and it's just getting people to realize that you can do what you want to pursue because we all have superpowers 
right? What is your superpower? Don't let that superpower be suppressed, right? So your inner circle is important. Accountability partners. You can't get it done by yourself. We talk about superpowers, but I don't talk about Marvel or DC, right? My favorite, my favorite superhero is the Hulk. If, if, wow. if I'd be sitting here green with, you know, no. But it's more around the superpower, right? That integrity, that, that knowing you who you are and understanding that no is not an option. Go for it. And align yourself with the people who are going to push you forward. Because if you don't, you're going to stay in that catabolic area and you're going to be like, woe's me. And there's that black cloud over my head. That's what coaching like I do. I help you get rid of that cloud. I help you see what you want to know. Yeah. No, it's very interesting from a third party point of view, because I don't think we talked about your coaching business until I was transitioning out of my role in that company. But the fact that one, you're in coaching and two, you have a specialty in diversity, inclusion and equity in a time where it's blowing up. I'm very curious to see not only what your plans are, but how they're executed in the next couple of years. Yeah. And that's what led me to that, because I, I had been experiencing and reading a lot about, you know, and DE&I has always been present. It's not something new. It's just the name now, the, the topic, the format, the study that's been really been uh put into place but as i started to as, as i said earlier look at trends look at the future i'm like hey i need to step into this diversity equity and inclusion because this is as you said is blowing up but i also started to notice that as i worked with clients that always some form of dei came up and the more I have in my arsenal, the more I can help them move forward. Because it's all about them. It's not about me. It's all about them. You're coming to me with a vision, a passion, a, a, a goal. And let me guide you to where you need to be. But let's lay it all out on the table. Let's not leave anything uncovered put it all out on the table because that's how we're going to pick up these nuggets leave them where they are and move forward not backwards move forward yeah yeah and with this building a business around your passion is this something that you plan on obviously doing after you retire from your corporate job but do you ever plan on this kind of overtaking your current income or do you have goals regarding that? So my plan is that when I, um, when I do decide to retire uh, from my day career, um, this is what's going to kind of move me and keep me busy into retirement. Um, yeah, it'll offset some of my, it'll off, you know, it'll compensate some of my income. But it's more going to give me more time to make my story known, right? I mean, you've heard, you've already, you've only heard, not even a third of my story. Um, but 
part of my purpose is to move it forward. So through speaking engagements, through coaching, through the scholarship programs, and other areas of where I, I, I make my story known is really what's going to drive me into um, my later years. Plus, I'm going to have a good time, too, because, you know, I'm going to celebrate. And that's one of the things that I mentioned earlier is we need to celebrate our successes. That's where we I see a void. That's where I see many not celebrating their achievements. And here's why. You need to celebrate your achievements, one, because you put in the work, you reach the goal, but it's going to fuel that energy and keep that fire burning for more. Because, hey, if I can achieve this, I can achieve the next goal. So guess what? That starting, that finish line is always moving forward because you don't stop. When you get to the finish line, you just move the finish line to the next goal. So what's next? That's what I tell my when my clients call me or I, I talk to my clients and they, they're able to, to, to reach a goal, we celebrate. And then when, when things kind of calm down, I'll look at them and I'll say, so what's next? And they'll look at me like, what? I said, what's next? And they're like, yeah, you know what? Not only did I graduate and get my bachelor's, now I'm going to go for my master's. Well, six months ago, you never mentioned the, ma the, the master's. We were just working on your bachelor's. So it's driving that energy. That's what, that's what I use, that energy. Like, like, I can tell you, if you and I were working together now, you're positive. I can tell positive. You're happy. You're energized. Yeah, let's work. But if you if you came out camera and you were like, I'll be like, let's reschedule, right? <laughs> because I'm not gonna feel. I mean, I, I and I appreciate I appreciate this, but when we're working one on one, it's the client who does most of the talking because I'm moving them. But if you're gonna be silent, time out, right? Time out. Time is time is important. Time is very valuable. You're not here for me. I'm here for you. So, um, yeah, celebration is so key in life, in, in anything. And, and I'm not saying a big party. You want to go have a party? Go have a party. But you know what? Anything. Anything that makes you happy. Putting it on social media. Doing anything. What? Just do it. Because it's only going to keep that fire burning. Yeah. It's, I feel like the common theme I'm noticing here is momentum, traction. And that was one thing that I always struggled with was kind of like a Michael Jordan, for example, how he nothing was ever good enough. He would keep pushing, had that killer mentality. And that's how I was by default as a young person. Mm -hmm. But over the years, especially recently, noticing momentum and celebrating the little victories has catapulted. And like you said, push the finish line further. Mm -hmm. It does. And it, it also builds confidence. Also builds confidence because it allows you now to say, 
I'm unstoppable. You know, you talk about Michael Jordan. I just saw a video that I've seen many times, but there, I think it's it's a video um, interview with him in a hotel room. I mean, him in a hotel and Ahmad Rashad, one of his best friends was there. And he's coming in and, and Ahmad says, hey, Michael, there's three seconds left in the game. Who's taking the last shot? And he looks at me like, me, right? So that builds confidence, right? You're in real estate, okay? As you sell homes, it's only going to build your confidence. But as you do your podcasts and you talk to other guests and you talk, it's only going to build your confidence, right? Five years ago, I wouldn't be on a podcast like this. I'd be a nervous wreck, right? But four years ago, I wasn't going to be a speaker. I was going to be a coach. There's a friend of mine who's a who's a fellow coach who had an event and invited me to Delaware. That's that's where he has, and I've now worked with them and actually participated in a few of their events. And I'll be participating in one of their events over in Nashville. I'm going to Opryland, so I'll be in I'll be in Nashville in um in April at one of his events, right? And that's going to be great. But four years ago, I wouldn't be on a podcast or be on a stage. Yeah. And it's just bringing your story. You have a story. At your, you know, at your young age, you have a story. I have a story. People want to hear that story. Right? Yeah, it's it's interesting too because a big part of the journey was taking the first step of getting uncomfortable. You know, for me, getting behind a camera, shooting videos, making TikToks. The first thing I'm human was, mm -hmm. you know, what are people going to think? That made me uncomfortable. Doing triathlons and marathons, that made me uncomfortable. Becoming an entrepreneur, I tend to take things to the extreme and just do them all at once. But I think that seeking discomfort, kind of that David Goggins mentality is so crucial for people. You need to get uncomfortable to move forward or to change. But you never get uncomfortable to the point where it's dangerous. What's the worst that could happen? I say that I say that all the time. What's the worst that could happen? Depends on the context. Well, it depends on the context. Yes, but okay, I'm going to start a podcast. What's the worst that could happen? I I if I was a betting man, I would probably say that your first podcast was not as great as your last podcast. So you've gotten better as you go through. You've identified opportunities and areas. You're bringing better content than you were maybe with your first one, right? Yeah. But you're building confidence because I've seen, I've, I've heard some just to familiarize myself with your style. I've seen a few of the ones you've posted just to familiarize myself. And I can see that, hey, I can see where your passion is, where your purpose is, but in, in situations like this, career changes or any, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. I'm going to go for that promotion. I don't know if I should go for that promotion. Well, why not? Are you, do you think you have the skill sets for it? Absolutely. Okay. How do you know you got the skill sets for it? And then they give you a, a laundry list of, of what they've done. Okay. What's the worst that can happen? 
Oh, then I don't get it. Okay. How are you going to know? Would you rather try and see if you can get the promotion? And maybe if not, what are the things you need to work on? Or would you just rather sit here and watch all the candidates walk by and you're not one of them? And then it brings you back to that catabolic because then you're like, oh, the you don't want to say to yourself, what if? What if I would have done it? What if I would have done this? What if I would have done that? Right? that so yeah. I've always said this, and I always say this, and I say this on stage. If you think it, then it's your responsibility to make it reality. So if you're thinking of a career change, if you're thinking of a relationship change, if you're thinking of anything, it's your responsibility to make it a reality. Because if you don't, then it's only words. Yeah, it's uh, such a great point there too, because what if, oh my God, I get sick to my stomach. If there's an opportunity that I don't go for, it's gotten to that point where I literally feel nauseous. I would much rather deal with rejection than not knowing. So it's it's kind of like a mental shift. You got to first endure the pain of getting the rejection, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But then after the fact, the what if hurts so much more. It does. It does. And, and, and you, especially when you know that you could have moved forward, that you could have done something for it. Look, like I said earlier, things happen for a reason. Opportunities come when opportunities come. But sometimes, because we're human, because we have that competitive drive, we may want to do things that we may not be ready for. Right or wrong, there's always a learning in this. There's always a learning. So your career didn't go that well. Yeah. But what was the good things about that? What came out of that? Right. I want to I want to train to run a marathon. Great. What's the first thing you need to do? Sounds kind of corny, but maybe you got to go buy running shoes. Right. Then you yeah. need to train. Right. I've always seen this, you know, couch to 5K. Right. Because you just can't get up and start running if you've never been a, a, a long distance runner. So things take time and it's the plan. But it's breaking down that plan into small wins, right? January 1st, what does everyone do? I'm going to lose X amount of pounds by the end of the year, and I'm going to go join a gym. And I think you just you just mentioned this the other day in one of your uh, podcasts. By February, though, that long-term goal is gone. However, what if you took that and broke it down into smaller pieces? Hey, In the month of January, I'm going to lose four pounds. And not only am I going to lose four pounds, but I'm going to celebrate by having whatever my favorite sweets. And then in the month of February, I'm going to lose two pounds. And I'm going to celebrate by doing this. And now when you really go back and look at your plan, you've now lost six pounds. But it's those small wins that are going to keep driving you forward. But it's also your inner circle, your accountability partner, okay? As a coach, I'm an accountability partner. 
But if you're not working with a coach, then it's your friends, your family members, your your spouse, your best friend, whoever it is. But you need somebody to be accountable. You know, my my clients and I, when I say, okay, how do, how can I hold you accountable? Well, uh, check in with me on Thursday. Great, I'll check in with you on Thursday. What time do you want me to check in with? Oh, let's say six o'clock. Okay, great. Or no, better yet, I'll check in with you at six o'clock on Thursday. Even better. Guess what happens at 6.01 if I have not heard from them? I would guess that you reach out to them. Hey, how are you? Everything okay? Yeah, everything's fine. Hey, it's 6.01. Oh, okay. I'll wait for your answer. Accountability. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not calling you out because it's my commitment. So now if at 557, I get that answer, I'm responding and say, awesome, great job, right? Because that accountability partner keeps that fire burning. Well, I can tell you that that was a big adjustment for me moving south. People are a lot less punctual than us Northerners. Now, I'm gonna question you. Sure. Name. Are you more in control of yours? Are you more in control of your life today, or are you happier with your life today than you were eight months ago? One hundred percent. Yeah, it's eight months ago would be what's that like March of twenty twenty one? Yeah, I'm just throwing it March. I'm throwing out. I'm throwing out a year. You know, eight months, a year, seven months. But think about it. Is if the past didn't happen, the present wouldn't be here. It's yes, it's interesting because eight months, like eight months ago, for example, yeah, I was in a very different headspace um, back in Jersey, working at a job I wasn't cra crazily fond of. Um, but yeah, it was very, very gradual, and now it's yeah, it's. I don't even know how to, how to describe it. It's leaps and bounds further than what I thought was possible in that time frame. The situation, the situation helped the individual grow to pursue something they wanted to do. Because I remember when you called me and told me that you were doing a career change. That was a that was a big shift. But I, yeah. I remember saying, saying, wow, so what brought this on? Right. And you said, I've always liked it. I want to do my I want to be my own. I want to be my own person. I want to be my entrepreneurship. And and I remember like the conversation was yesterday. I said, best of luck. Go get them. Don't look back. Only look back to see how much you move forward. That was my exact words, because I remember that conversation. So think about it saying, wow, if this time had not occurred, would I, I would not be where I am here today. And you do know, you do know how to explain it. Because if, if you, if I said to you right now, Hey, tell me what you do. Yeah. You're, you're a, you're a realtor, but you do more than that. Right. Because you're not just helping others. You're growing. You're growing. And that word that you wrote 
if you want, I want you to share that word with me. Yeah, definitely. I was wondering when you were going to come back to that. Well, uh, yeah. The so word. the word that I wrote down was uh, self-aware. Okay. Why? Why did I write down that word? Why is self-aware your word? I'm, I attribute much of my growth to being self-aware, to understanding where my strengths are and understanding where my weaknesses are, and then being strategic about improving. Um, kind of understanding myself in a social environment, knowing if I'm talking too much or too little, um, and just being incredibly aware of my own energy and, you know, how I'm feeling, how I need to take care of myself. How often do you practice self-awareness on a daily basis? That's a great question. It's, I've built habits into that, that kind of feed the self-awareness. Um, for example, I meditate twice a day, okay. once in the morning after my workout, once at night, the night one is the deeper one. Um, but one thing I adopted recently that really helps is journaling. That's really helped with my self-awareness. You, you smile because here's one. Nice. I actually have, I actually have three journals. I have a coaching journal. I have a personal journal. I have a spiritual journal. This one's my spiritual journal. So sometimes I get to shuffle all three. Sometimes I may not be able to have one closed, so I may have to write something down. But yeah, you, you bring about, you, you, I'm glad you shared that because self-awareness is really key to life, is taking the time to practice and look within to see where we are, who we are, and where we need to be. And you do other practices like meditation and journaling, right? But sometimes it's just some, it's as easy as closing the lid, silencing the phones, and just sitting and staring at a wall or staring at an object and just relaxing and, and closing yourself from the world to kind of regroup, to kind of regroup. And listening listening to your mind to where you need to be. A good friend of mine, I recently was at a retreat and a good friend of mine shared this and, and I, give Brian, I give Brian all the credit for this. He says, hey, there's, there's eight inches from here to here, from your heart to your mind. Are they in sync? Think about that next time you meditate, because I've learned from that. What's here may not be in sync with this, right? Because our minds are constantly going. What do I need to do now? Hey, when I finish with Zach, what do I need to go do? Hey, what do I got to go do tomorrow? Hey, what do I got to do this? What's in here? So one of the, one of the, one of the, Biggest opportunities for me is getting my heart in sync with my mind. And that's when I say, you know what? It could wait. It could wait. This is where I need to be right now. Yeah, that's it's what I've learned in. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, you're very good. You're the master at life balance, work life balance. 
me, I am not even in the classroom. I I don't know but how to balance. Can. I can do. Yeah. Because the biggest thing is when you have to sacrifice something for something else, and it happens, life gets in the way. However, how important is it? Do you really need to get that proposal out tonight? Is anyone going to read it? Or is it easier or is it better to maybe go out to dinner with my friend and an unwind? Do you really have to do laundry tonight or can I wait till tomorrow and let me go meditate? And, and I'm bringing scenarios out, but it, it's true. Do you really have to be in the office to nine o'clock, 9 p.m.? Or do you rather go have dinner with the family? Right. And it's and, and and we know we have priorities, but it's all in the mind and saying no. Yeah. Right? I had said earlier, my dad told me a great lesson. No is not an option. This kind of goes in, in, in. This is no, but yes, it's saying to your mind, yes, I'm going to go have dinner with the family. I can work on this tomorrow. Yeah, because the older you get. Life passes you by. So when you say you're not in even in the same room, that's your challenge. So now it's a matter of saying, hey, what did I miss? What could I have done or what did I want to do that I couldn't? Now, again, something comes up. Something comes up as an emergency, God forbid, or something else, of course. But if you're putting it off, why? Ask yourself. Why is this not connected here? I think I think my rational answer would be presence. I recently read the book The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And uh, good book. Yeah, very good book. I'd definitely recommend it. It uh, kind of gave strategies about how to become more present. It's something I've never been good at, but I've gotten a lot better at. And when I am present. I can literally feel my heart and my mind good in alignment. So it's definitely something I would say is a very important ingredient. Look, I would tell you that there is no better feeling when you are in control. Because then you know that life is happening. Because you're you're working life in your way. You're doing it your way. And getting things done, right? So checking off the boxes if you have to get to that. But getting in control and knowing that there's a purpose. So when when you before you lay your head at night, you can say, What did I achieve today? How did I grow? Because, yeah, I share a lot of my I share a lot of my knowledge and wisdom and a lot of my expertise. But what am I bringing it back? What did I do today? Because if you sit there, and you're like, "Wow, I didn't grow today." Then it's some I missed somewhere. I missed it. So every time I write in this book or those two books or I meditate, I'm always saying. Where am I growing? Yeah. 
you know, and how am I making a difference? That's for me. That's my own thing. How did I make a difference today to someone's life or others and to myself? Yeah, that's an interesting component of spirituality is all leads back to the same couple of components. One being presence and two being service, yes. you know, being of service to others. So it's really interesting. I mean, your exact business is being of service to others. Yeah, because none of it is mine. None of this in my office right now is mine. It is all his. He is letting me borrow it, use it for his purpose. He is the one who has made me put me in this field of helping others. This is not mine. I don't own this. I'm borrowing it. The same way I got it, he could take it away. Now, seven years ago, I didn't think that way. That was another part of my journey and story that I didn't share with you, and I can share with you another time. But it was it was a little bit over six years ago when I when my wife and I got the calling that we needed to change churches and change from a Catholic, Roman Catholic church, which I grew up with, to a more Christian Bible-based church. And that's when I connected more with God and connected more with my faith. And that's how my heart and my mind connected has said to me, here's what I need you to do. And I speak on spirituality too. So it's not just all theory and, and ethics and diversity and equity and inclusion. I would also talk about spirituality and I share my story of how I changed. But in a short matter of time and being in this new church, the leadership and the message came as clear as day. Yeah. So it all falls into here and when I'm connected. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful thing. About to wrap up here because I'm holding you over time right now. I'm but, good. I'm good. Um, but listen, so just so I'm because new with your format, will there be an audience seeing this later? Yes. So since we were having issues with the stream, okay. um. Rather than going live, we did a recorded version. So okay. I'll be uploading that to my channel. So what I want to do is leave your audience with that challenge of what is the word that best describes you. So for everyone on, thank you for giving me the time with Zach to, to share my story. If you're interested, connect with me or with Zach and share your word with me. You can reach me at ajhcoaching at gmail.com. That's ajhcoaching at gmail.com. Share your word with me. I will personally connect with you because I want to hear more about your word. And I can also provide any insight that you may have. So that's my gift to everyone listening and to Zach yourself also. Connect with me. You can also find my story at ajhcoaching.com.
but share your words. I'll be looking forward to hearing what these powerful superpower words are for 2022. Yeah, definitely. And when we hop off of this, definitely send me um, all the information about your website, your coaching program. So I can throw that in the show notes. Cool. Um, but that is a great challenge. It not only incentivizes engagement with you and the video itself, but, you know, leaves people with a challenge to look inwards. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so if there's one thing you can leave with everyone besides the word, I guess, what would you say? No is not an option. So an option. the time is now. What you've been thinking of achieving, what you've been thinking of pursuing needs to happen. You have a large force of friends and inner circle that will guide you. So stop thinking it won't happen and start thinking it will happen. Yeah. Kind of goes back to rich dad, poor dad. If you ever read that book, yeah. it's not a, uh, I can't do it, but how can I do it? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, once again, I really appreciate you coming on. It was a beautiful podcast. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. Um, let's stay on after a sec after that. I just want to add something once we um, stop, but thank you everyone. Blessings to all. And I look forward to hearing your, your words. Peace everybody.